Lever Brothers Company, makers of Lux Flakes, bring you the Lux Radio Theater in a special holiday production of Christmas in Connecticut, a story that will bring you the warmth and joy that can only be felt this time of year. Sit back and listen to this wonderful, sentimental comedy for the ages that shows you can do anything if you follow your heart. Christmas in Connecticut. My name is Jefferson Jones. My friends call me Jeff. My shipmates and others in the great U.S. Navy call me the Sea Wolf. It's a name that I was given by my friends and enemies alike because of my relentless drive to lead my crewmates, fight to the finish, and win every battle in this war that, this time, will really end all wars. In my most recent battle, stationed as commander of the USS Arkansas, my crew fought against impossible odds. Many perished. Many were rescued. Left adrift in a small rescue raft were my first mate, Ralph Sinkovitz, and me. For 15 days we drifted in that raft on the Pacific, not knowing if we would ever be rescued or if we would die of starvation first. But on that 15th day, we were found and ushered to a naval hospital stateside. Recovering near death, Sinkovitz, Sink as he was known, and I sat in our beds, hoping to re-enter the world soon. Oh, hi, nurse. That dinner for me? No, this is for Seaman Sinkovitz. You've got a special surprise tonight. Turkey? Steak? A lovely raw egg floating in your usual bowl of warm milk. Gee, ain't I lucky. And it's not like eggs are a dime a dozen or anything. It's all to build your strength up, Jeffy boy. You're getting stronger every day. You'll be on solid food before you know it. Gee, that's swell. Hey, are we talking hard-boiled or sunny side up? <laughs> you are so cute, Jeffy boy. You forget you were out on a raft for 18 days without any food. Your sensitive tummy's not ready for solid food. Okay, look at Sinkowitz's food over there. He was on a raft right next to me. Every wave of the way. Why, why is his stomach any different than mine? Because you went without food longer than he did, Jeffy. You gave him the last of that K-ration, remember? That was a great sacrifice. That was no sacrifice. Have you ever tasted K-ration? Okay. So I starved longer than sink. Uh, do they have to finish the job by giving this to me? Well, the doctors know best. All I get is milk, milk, milk. Every time I yawn, I'm afraid I'll move. <laughs> Silly boy. I tell you what, I'll get you something to read while you have your dinner. I'll be right back. Here you go, America's hero. It's the latest edition of Smart Housekeeping. Fantastic. Just the kind of entertainment I was looking for. I'll leave you to your meal. Hi, fella. So, are uh, you enjoying your lunch, Jeffy boy? <laughs> you mean this mush? When a guy's okay and he wants some man-sized food, why do they hold out on him? Hey, sick of it. Say. They fed you steak again today, didn't they? And yesterday, chicken Maryland. Oh, brother, I don't get it. You get meals fit for a king, and I get the slop they pour out of buckets after they're done mopping the hospital floor. I, 
How do you work it? You gotta use the old Magoo, Jeff. That's all. The old Magoo. The old Magoo. Huh. Yeah, sounds utterly ridiculous. Hey, you asked, bub. An autumn feast with America's favorite cook, Elizabeth Lane. <laughs> Guess there ain't a chance Mrs. Lane has applied for a job at St. Albans Naval Hospital, huh? <sighs> Today, Elizabeth takes you to her secluded farmhouse for a preparation of a fall favorite. Roast goose bernois with walnut dressing, giblet gravy, and cranberry sauce. I've dreamt about eating one of her seven-course meals. It's true. Everything she writes in them articles makes my mouth water. Yesterday, my son turned eight months old. He was getting quite companionable. I sat him in the kitchen with me while I prepared dinner. And what a dinner, dinner it was. I took crisp lettuce, romaine, and crinkly endive for my own garden for my husband's favorite salad. For this, I made a rich, creamy blue cheese dressing. Then, to prepare roast duck his favorite way, I rubbed salt and pepper inside, then browned the duck in its own fat. Roast duck. Hey, sink. Uh, yeah, Commander? Okay, I'll bite. What is this old magoo that gets you the food? Yeah, I thought you'd come back to that. Now, you know that nurse you got? Yeah? She likes you. She likes you a lot. Well, the magoo. What magoo? Okay, now listen to me. Don't you think they like to do those little extra things for a patient who's fallen in love with them? You bet they do, but it's got to be convincing. That's where Magoo is different from baloney. Altogether different. But just how far do you have to go? How hungry are you? That far. Break a girl's heart that way. Her heart or your stomach. Your choice. Hey, what's my nurse's name? Mary. Mary. <laughs> breakfast, Commander Jones. A nice boat of oatmeal. Eggs Benedict, tri-tip steak, homemade biscuit. Thank you. It's good to see you this morning. It was a long, rough night without you here by my bedside. I missed you, Mary. Oh, well, how nice. I mean, well... I didn't even know you knew my name. Me? Not know your name? Not only do I know it, I'm not sure I'll ever forget it. What are you going to get for dinner tonight? Steak or chops? Chops today, steak tomorrow. Well, look at you. You've had quite a productive few days, huh, bud? Yeah, it's been hard work. So, how far did you have to go? All the way. All the way? Yeah. I asked her to marry me. Yeah, nothing else worked. But now they're going to discharge me in a few days. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, 
Well, don't you worry. Magoo got you in. Magoo will get you out. Look what I got, Jeffy boy. I made it myself at home and brought it in. It's another one of those recipes by that smart housekeeping writer Elizabeth Lane you like so much. Oh, gosh. Mary, it looks fantastic. You're, you're wonderful. <laughs> well, you're mighty sweet yourself, sugar. I've even cut it into itty-bitty pieces for you. I might need to wait a bit before I take this on. My lunch is still doing a job on the old gut. Oh my goodness, the doctors were right. Your sensitive tummy just wasn't ready for this. I guess so. You're so clever. Too clever for an old clod like me. Oh, nonsense. Maybe I haven't been paying enough attention. I am feeling mighty blue tonight. What's the matter? The doctors told me you're getting discharged from the hospital in a few days. Yeah. Back to the old grind. Now, who knows where they'll ship me next. Maybe I could travel with you? Pick up some nursing jobs here and there? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure the life I lead will be enough for a fine woman like you. Jeff, settling down... Marriage, that frightens you, doesn't it? Well, to tell you the truth, I No, just... I know it. I could tell. You're afraid of being tied down. Yes. It's a real fault of mine. You see, Mary, I've always been sort of a rolling stone. When I was younger, I was a painter and a sculptor. Played piano in a jazz band, traveled the country, looking for any gig that would pay me a dollar a night. Then I felt the calling to serve my country, and I just had to do it. And that got me to this horrible war and drifting on a rescue boat for days on end. I, I've never had a real home. Mary, I guess I'm just a little afraid of the idea of Oh, being... but Jeff... A home is so wonderful. Oh, I, I know it is, but the thing to do, Mary, is to wait. After all, who knows? You may change your mind, too. Silly boy. If you only knew what a difference a real home would make. Just to feel you had it to come back to after all your adventures. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll learn. Maybe one day... Listen, I'm going up to my parents' house for Christmas. I'd like you to come with me, Jeff. Just for a few days. Maybe you'll see what having a real home is like and it won't scare you so much. It would be a great time to meet my parents, too. You'll love them, I'm sure. I, uh... What, let me wait and see, please. Uh, darling, I, I don't want to promise something and not be able to travel in my delicate condition. Yes, I understand. Rest up, Jeff boy. We will make you a family man yet. Music interlude and go. My dear Mr. Yardley, I hope you will remember me. This is Mary Lee. I was the nurse that helped your granddaughter recover from the measles last year. I'm writing because you are the editor of Smart Housekeeping. With Mrs. Elizabeth Lane in your employ, my life has changed for the better. 
I have used her recipes to nurse back to health the U.S. Navy commander Jefferson Jones, the war hero that you have probably read about in the news. I would like to thank you. Alexander Yardley? Yes, this is Mr. Yardley's residence. Special delivery. Thank you. Gertrude, come. Yes, Mr. Yardley? Did my daughter phone? Yes, sir. Midnight last night, but I thought it best not to waken you. When is she getting here? She said she and your granddaughters cannot get away from Washington. Her work is too heavy at the moment. Does he say anything else? Just that she would telephone you to wish you a Merry Christmas, sir. Not much of a Christmas for me all alone. No, sir. I'm sorry, sir. A letter for you. Delivered special delivery. Gertrude! Yes, sir? Good morning. That Elizabeth Lane feature, the, the housewife one, runs in smart housekeeping? I am familiar with it, sir. Get me, what's his name, the, the editor, yeah, Mr. Beecham, on the direct wire. Yes, Mr. Yardley. This is Dudley Beecham. Beecham, this is Alexander Yardley. Alexander? Oh, yes. How are you, sir? May I wish you a Merry Christmas? Well, thank you, sir. I'll get straight to the point, Beecham. Elizabeth Lane's feature in your magazine has sparked the interest of Commander Jefferson Jones, the war hero that's been in all the papers. I've received a letter from the hospital where he has been recovering. I want you to extend an invitation to Commander Jones to attend Christmas dinner at the Lane household. Do not take no for an answer. Promote this heavily in the local papers and say that we will feature the occasion in a special holiday edition of Smart Housekeeping. Is that understood? But... But I'm not sure I could do that, Mr. Yardley. Mrs. Lane's farm and her home life are something we have no right to intrude on. I only ask two things of my editors, Beecham. Print the truth and obey my orders. I expect confirmation from both parties by the end of the day. Yes, sir. Oh, no. Hello, Elizabeth? It's Dudley. I think we'd better have lunch. It's important. No, you keep writing. I will come over now and see you. From my living room window, as I write, I can look out across the broad front lawns of our farm like a lovely picture postcard of wintry New England what the? Not again! Hey! How many times do you cab drivers have to drive down this alley before you figure out you can't get around that dumpster? Get your ass out and walk to the door and stop honking, you lazy bum! I'm working here! Oh, it's cold in here, too. Worthless landlord and his promises to fix the heater. I'm withholding my rent if he doesn't get that done before January. In my glowing fireplace, the fragrant cedar logs are burning and crackling. And it would be nice if he replaced these light bulbs with a brand made in the last decade. 
I just stopped writing this to go into my gleaming kitchen to test the crumbly brown goodness of the toasted veal cutlets in my oven. Cook these slowly and make... Come in. Hey, excuse me, Miss Lane. Uh, a package for you. Oh, my mink coat. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Same to you, miss. Classy, fetching, warm. You deserve this, Miss Elizabeth Lane. Merry Christmas to me. My, I am popular today. Felix! Hello! Your lunch has arrived. Felix, you shouldn't have. Not in this weather. All the way from the restaurant with no hat or coat, you'll catch cold. Pish posh, Lizzie. The restaurant is just around the corner. And anyway, if it wasn't for you, I'd have no restaurant. Oh, you paid that favor back long ago. Well, this is interest. I'm, uh... What are you eating? Sardines? Are you mad at your stomach, darling? It's happier now that you're here. Did you write up those recipes for next month's article? Yes. What am I cooking? This, well, it's all here. Mm. Breast of gray dove, sautéed peaches with grenadine, chicken soup with Moselle wine. Felix, this is wonderful. You truly have a way with... (laughs) What's the matter? This coat! What is the meaning of this? Don't worry, I'm paying for it myself. It'll take the next six months' salary, but it's nice, isn't it? Six months' work for a coat? All my life, I promised myself a mink coat. You know, Felix, it's very important to keep promises, especially to yourself. Do you have to promise so expensively? But I needed it. Uh, You need it. Nobody needs a mink coat but a mink. You don't know what a mink coat does for a girl's morale. Uh, Yes, the morale, I know. I I had a silk hat once when I worked at my first restaurant. Made me feel so glamorous. And then I insulted the maitre d'hotel and got fired. So I was left with a silk hat and no job. Now, eat your lunch before it gets as cold as it is in this apartment. Oh, this is marvelous. You know, Felix, someday I'm going to learn to cook like you do. No, no, darling. No? No, then you would find out cooking is not the way you write now. All easy and fun. No, you keep the pen in your hand and leave the cooking to me, okay? All right. All right, I have to go now, darling. Goodbye. Thanks a million. Oh, hello, Felix. Hello. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Don't remind me. Hello, Dudley. Hello, Elizabeth. We're in a jam. Something terrible is about to happen. What? Yardley wants to see you right away at his home on Long Island. Really? Maybe he wants to give me a raise for Christmas. I have held circulation. No, it's not a raise. You look frazzled. Do you want a drink? No, thanks. Now, this is really nothing to be nervous about. Don't be silly. I'm not nervous. I feel fine. Well, you won't in a minute. Now, get this. Some nurse at a naval hospital wrote to Yardley, telling him all about this wounded sailor and how he loves your recipes, and now Yardley wants you to invite the sailor to your farm for Christmas. My farm? 
Oh, oh yes, my farm. Oh, my farm! And he wants to see you to arrange it. Are you crazy? Where am I going to get a farm? I haven't even got a window box in this two-room apartment. We'll have to tell him I can't do it. You know what a stickler he is for the truth. If he finds out we've been making all this up, he'll fire the both of us. Well, it's been nice knowing you. It's really not as bad as it sounds. All you have to do is go out there and tell Yardley that your child has whooping cough. Say that you couldn't possibly entertain anyone for Christmas. It would just be too difficult for you and your husband. Oh, yes. Yes, my husband. It'll be the simplest thing in the world. Oh, Dudley, you go there and tell him. You're a much better liar than I am. No, Elizabeth. He wants to see you, and when Yardley wants something, he gets it, or else. I'd rather get fired than face him. Fine. If not for yourself, think about me. I have a wife and family. You're not going to let me down after all I've done for you. Oh, all right. I'll go. Let's see. Whooping cough? Or maybe scarlet fever? It's a much more appropriate color for Christmas. Give the kid anything you want. Only call off the sailor. If you can make this happen, I'll, I'll get a raise for you. I swear I will. All right, fine. The things a girl will do for a mink coat. Come in. Hello, my angel. Here I am. Hello, John. You're an hour early. Well, you know what they say. The early bird catches the worm. I took an earlier train. It gave me that much longer to be with you. Sloan, go away. We're in conference. No, don't mind Dudley today. We're in a little trouble. If there's anything I can do for you, just say the word. You know how I feel. No, how do you feel? Tell us all about it. Say, ah. What is the matter with you two? Oh, go and build those rabbit hutches or whatever it is you build. Multiple dwellings. And I don't build them. I'm an architect. Go and architect them then. All you are here to do is propose to Elizabeth again. I'll make it easy for you. The answer is no. Now, Elizabeth, we have to decide what you're going to say to the old man. What old man? Yardley. He's sending me a sailor for Christmas. A sailor? Really, Elizabeth? Ergo, the little trouble we're in. Yardley thinks I have a farm, a husband, and a baby in Connecticut. A farm, a husband, and a baby? Just those three little things, that's all. Well, there's obviously only one thing for you to do. Sloane, keep out of this! I I've taken as much as I'm going to take from you. Boys, please stop quarreling. Oh, hello. Mrs. Elizabeth Lane? Oh, yes. Put it in the bedroom. Oh, Dudley, I wish you'd tell the office to stop sending those things here. Another rocking chair? Yes. You already have eight. Make it nine. Now I can have a theater in the round with my bed as the stage. Elizabeth, please. Who is sending you these? Remember, I wrote last month I was searching in vain through antique shops for a rocking chair like Granny had. My readers are sending me rocking chairs. And that proves how popular you are. If you get fired, you'll rob the public of the finest human interest feature in the magazine field. And Dudley Beecham of his finest job. Exactly. Let's get down to business. What are you going to say to Yardley? Well, I'll simply say... Of course, Mr. Yardley, there's nothing I'd rather do than invite this stranger, I mean, this hero, to spend Christmas on my farm, but... Ex 
Excellent, Mrs. Lane. I knew you'd feel that way. After all, it's our patriotic duty, isn't it? The poor man spent 18 days on a raft, weeks in a hospital, and he's never had a real home. You could imagine how much it'll mean to have a homey Christmas with your wonderful cooking. Naturally, but you see... Oh, I follow your diary faithfully. <laughs> to be honest, it's the only thing I ever read in my publications. <laughs> it's clear that you have established a wonderful home. Lucky man, your husband. Well, thank you. Gertrude, where are you? Here, I... sir. Oh, oh I, I didn't see you back there. Deliver this telegram to Miss Mary Lee, Navy Hospital, Staten Island. In reply to your letter, Mrs. Lane will be very pleased to entertain your friend Jefferson Jones. Right away, sir. Mr. Yardley, there's something you should know. Yes? What is it? Well, it's my child. He's been ill with whooping cough. Whooping cough? Oh, well, that's not contagious to adults. My grandchild had it. Not at all serious nowadays. But, Mr. Yardley... Well, this will be a great story for our next issue, Mrs. Lane. American Hero Spends Christmas on Perfect Farm. What a boost for circulation. Yes, indeed. I believe I'll arrange a nice little bonus for you in recognition of your cooperation. Thank you very much, but I really couldn't... Oh, no, no, no. I know you're not doing this for any mercenary reasons. You're a fine American wife and mother, and we're proud to have you on our staff. But you could use a little bonus, couldn't you? Oh, I guess I could. <laughs> splendid, splendid. Allow me to shake your hand, Mrs. Lane. Thank you very much for coming to see me. Good afternoon, Mrs. Lane. Good afternoon. There's also this, Mr. Yardley. It arrived in the post this morning. What's this? The menu for your Christmas dinner, sir. It's what the doctor ordered. Mashed prune whip? Cream turnip fluff? <laughs> he expects me to eat these barbaric atrocities? Well, well, I won't. Stuck here alone with no family, and, and that is akin to what they serve in the malnourished of the country. Why, I will be no better off than a Navy man in the hospital. Oh! Mrs. Lane! Mrs. Mrs. Lane! Yes, Mr. Yardley? Mrs. Lane. There's something I want to discuss with you about your Christmas celebration. Not to worry, Mr. Yardley. I promise you will be quite pleased oh, with... Oh, then I will be pleased. <laughs> Why, this must be telepathy. I know exactly what you're going to say. You do? Yes, you're inviting me to Christmas at your farm. Well, Mrs. Lane, I'm going to accept with the greatest of pleasure. Well, that would be wonderful, sir. And don't worry, I will pose no trouble at all. I'm a fantastic house guest. You'll see. <laughs> yes, we will see. Anything wrong, ma'am? Oh, no, nothing at all. He's kind of overpowering, isn't he? Oh, yes, a very strong personality. Pardon me, Mrs. Lane, but my family is planning on moving out to a farm in Connecticut one day. I'd like some good bottomland. Bottomland? Yes, that's the best kind for farming, isn't it? Oh, well, some people say yes, and some people say no. But what do you say? I'm inclined to agree with them. Good day. Oh. Well, thank you very much.
Where was Elizabeth when she phoned? Grand Central Station. That's a five-minute cab ride to the restaurant. She should be here by now. I sent her to Yardley to talk him out of it. Instead, he talks her into it and invites himself along. She'll lose her job, of course. Probably. And mine, too. Look, she's just walked in. She's talking to Felix. Hello, Lizzie. Your friends are waiting in the bar. Uh, all right, thanks. What's the matter? Is something wrong? Oh, no. Just a catastrophe, that's all. Catastrophe? What is it? It's Greek. It means misfortune, cataclysm, or serious calamity. But that's not important right now. No, sounds bad. Oscar, a double martini for my lady friend, please. So tell me, this catastrophe? Are you in trouble? Yes. I'm going to lose my job, Felix. Oh, pish posh. That's nothing. Just get another job. It's not that simple, Felix. Elizabeth! Hello, John. Yes, hello, John. Felix. Oscar, please inform the kitchen that we are out of the following items. Beecham told me what happened. My dear, sometimes these things happen for the best. Horseradish. I think how I've worked building up that job. Well, there's another job waiting for you. Baloney. There is? Yes, the job of being my wife. Nuts. Uh... Walnuts? We're out of walnuts? Well, that's sweet of you, John, but I don't feel that way about you, and it wouldn't be fair. Well, I'm willing to take a chance. I can make you love me, in time. All right, you two. Uh, your table's ready. Sit here. I will wait on you myself. Excellent, Felix. Bring us some wine, will you? Something very good, but not too expensive. Moselle, 1927? Fine. Well, Elizabeth, how about it? You know you need someone to look after you. But I don't love you, John. All that will come in good time. Could you wait that long? I'm willing to try. Saying no to your proposals has become a habit. Yes, it's a bad habit. You must break yourself of it. It becomes harder and harder to find an excuse to say no. Yes, you can't blame it on your career this time because you're about to lose yours. Thank you for the reminder. You're right. Well, I just can't think of another excuse. I suppose I will say yes. I'm sure that one day you will... I'm, I'm sorry? What did you just say? I said yes, John. I will marry you. That is, if you really want me, knowing how I feel. Do I? Darling, you have made me the happiest man alive! Elizabeth, uh, when you get an opportunity, could you... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to intrude. Dudley, we're going to be married. What? Hey, now look here, it isn't that bad. Oh, really, Beecham? It's a good idea, Dudley. In fact, I think I'll rather enjoy living on a farm after this... A farm? John's farm. The one in Connecticut. Say, that's right. You have got a farm, haven't you? Yes, I do. Well, congratulate me, Beecham. I told you my efforts would one day pay off. Of course. Congratulations. Elizabeth, I think you've made a very wise decision. In fact, I think you two should get married right away. Yes. At the farm. Just before Christmas. Just before... Now, just one moment, you two. I see what you're aiming at, and I refuse to be part of such a scheme. 
John, regardless of such scheming, just consider what will come of it. I will keep my job, and you will finally have me. The ends will justify the means. Yes, and the means in this case will include the presence of Alexander Yardley and some sailor on my honeymoon. This is hardly the thing that I- Listen, John, my dear friend. I talked with my wife earlier today. She told me what she was getting the kids for Christmas, and, well, she sounded so happy. I know it's asking a lot, but when a pal's in a jam... John, darling, it would only be for a few days. Then we shall honeymoon on the shores of Tahiti, if you like. Won't you do this for me? For us. I know I shall regret this for the rest of my life, but if it's what you want, then... Oh, Johnny, you're a lamb. Sloane, I, I take everything back that I've said for the last three years. I'll never forget this. I thank you, and my family thanks you. Wait a minute. It's no good. Why not? I can't cook. You can't cook. It's true, she can't cook. Felix! You'll take him with you. He's the one that prepares all the recipes you publish in the magazine. Have him prepare your meals over Christmas as well. Felix! Yes, Mr. Beecham? Felix, I've great news for you. May I announce to you the engagement of our dear Elizabeth Lane to Mr. John Sloan, a prince of good fellows. Thank you. Lizzie, is this true? Yes, Felix. I decided quite suddenly. Congratulate them, Felix. It's colossal. Yes, indeed, colossal. It's a catastrophe. And there we are. A husband, a farm in Connecticut... Now, all we need is a baby. Hello, Nora. Well, shall I carry you over the threshold, darling? No, we're not married yet. Oh, John, your house is lovely, just the way I described it in the magazine. I'm glad you like it. Nora, has Judge Carruthers arrived yet? No, sir, but she's on her way. Who is this? Oh, Nora, this is Felix. He's going to help you with the cooking. Help me? Huh. I require no help for preparation of meals. We're having two important guests. They'll be arriving later. I hope you have their rooms ready. Everything's ready, Mr. Sloan, as you requested. Including the honeymoon suite for you and your bride. I'm afraid I have not prepared a room for this one, however. You can stay in the quarters attached to the barn out the back door. But don't worry, it is the closest spot in the house to the kitchen, Mr. Felix. And it has a lovely view of the countryside. That will be of no interest to me. I don't like the country. Well, you have very respectful neighbors. We have a horse and a cow. I hate horses, and the smell of cows makes me gag. Follow me, Mr. Felix. I'll show you the kitchen. What's the matter, darling? John, what will I say to Yardley and the sailor? About what? The baby. They'll expect to see him. We'll need an excuse as to why he's not here. Do not fret, my darling. If there's one thing an architect thinks of, it's details. I told you I'd attend to everything. Come along. There's your baby. Oh, John, where did you get it? Nora looks after him for a neighbor, Mrs. Wright. She works in a factory in the village, and her husband's in the army. The baby stays here quite late each night. 
Hello, you're awfully cute. Oh, John, this is wonderful. I was worried. Didn't I tell you that all your worries are over? John Sloan always thinks of the details. I was designing a house once for plumbing. Instead of ordinary pipes, they had to be double-ribbed ones. But I was prepared for such a need. I just went... John, and... dear. Yes, darling? We're about to be married. Please don't talk about plumbing. Mr. Sloan, Judge Carruthers is here. I put her in the den. Oh, thanks, Nora. Anything wrong, darling? No, no, nothing at all. I think I'll freshen up a bit first. Oh, certainly. But don't be too long. No, I won't. John, do you think... Don't... We... I, I think what, dear? Nothing. I'll be right back. Judge, nice to see you. Congratulations! Thank you. Where's your bride? She'll be right down. I thought we'd hold the ceremony in here. My, my, a lovely room for a wedding. How about right here by the mantle for the ceremony? Splendid idea. Catastrophe. What do you mean, catastrophe? Catastrophe is a word from the Greeks. It means not good. I'll have you understand this is the finest kitchen in Connecticut, Mr. Felix. I suppose it will do for a few days, but, uh, but what smells? That's Irish stew. Stew with turnips, a sacrilege. Turnips are required. It's good old Irish stew. Uh, maybe old, but not good. Ah, paprika. That will fix it. Now it is salvaged. Nora and Felix. Catastrophe is coming. Felix, Nora, we're going to need you as witnesses. Merciful heavens, the wedding is it? Oh, I'd better take off my apron. How do I look? How do you look? Is it you that's getting married? I wish. I'm back, John. Excellent timing as usual, my dear. I'm going to introduce you to the judge. Felix, Nora, follow us. To the ends of the earth, my lord. Here she is, Judge Elizabeth. This is Judge Crothers. How do you do? I'm delighted to meet you, my dear. John's very lucky to get such a lovely bride. Thank you. This is my friend, Felix. How are you? Not good. I suppose you'll give the bride away? Me? I shall give no one away. I will stand by her side, and if she breaks away from my clutches, then so be it. I see. And this is our head chef at the farm, Nora. Good afternoon, Mum. Thank you. If you'll all kindly step this way, please. Join hands. Dearly beloved, we are gathered together in the sight of the Lord wait, and our family. Wait a minute. Excuse me, please. A wedding with no music? Unacceptable. You are quite right. I have brought with me a record of the wedding march, especially for the occasion. Remember, dear, details? But, John, couldn't we have Mozart or... No, no, darling. Uh -huh. The wedding march is the appropriate music. Proceed, Judge. Dearly beloved, 
We are gathered together to join John and Elizabeth. A company! It's the sailor. He's two hours early. What'll we do? What's the trouble? It's a peculiar situation, Judge. We'll have to delay the ceremony by a few minutes. Nora, do not under any circumstances permit our guests and the judge into the same space. As far as our guests are concerned, Elizabeth and I have been happily married and living on this farm for three years. Is that clear? Yes, Mr. Sloan. Good. Uh, come, Judge. Let's you and I move to the study. Not in there. You'll wake the baby. The baby? Yes, it's borrowed. I mean, it's adopted. Oh, Felix, turn off the music and come with me. And don't forget to call me Mrs. Sloan. I'll see what I can do. Commander Jones, reporting for Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mr. Jones. Merry Christmas. Uh, Mrs. Elizabeth Lane? Well, Elizabeth Lane is my pen name. I'm really Elizabeth Sloan. Won't you come in? Thank you. I come with a gift for you. A rocking chair. Uh-huh. I read in your column where you were trying to pry one and couldn't. Hope you like it. Oh, well, of course I do. I could see where it would come of value to you. You must have many long afternoons waiting for meals to finish cooking where you just want to sit and rock on your back porch for hours. Well, I would say the demands of my job are more than that, Mr. Jones. Your house is wonderful. I got all the back copies of the magazine and read them so I'd know all about you before I got up here. Well, I can assure you that there's more to me than what's in those magazines. I've read all about you, too, in the papers. But I'm also sure there's more to you than being hungry for 18 days on a boat. I assure you there is. Hello there. Jeffrey Jones. Merry Christmas, sir. Mr. Jones, this is my friend, Felix. Oh, delighted. We're so glad you came when you did. Well, I am as well. What on earth is that racket? Felix, it's the baby, of course. Baby? So soon? He woke up rather early. Too, too much coffee this morning, probably. It must be time for something. Of course it is. And, and what do you think that might be, Lizzie? Perhaps it's time for the baby's bath. Is it? Oh, it is. Yes. Would you like some help? Help? Why, yes, that would be lovely. Absolutely lovely. I will prepare our dinner, Lizzie. But I... I thought Mrs. Sloan was going to cook the dinner. Felix is going to help me. Actually, I've taught him everything he knows. And he always uses my recipes. He thought it'd be nice to relieve me in the kitchen so I'd have time with my guests. Well, that's very thoughtful of him, but if you'll forgive my saying so, I won't feel the same as if you had cooked it, Mrs. Sloan. Believe me, you will feel much better. Well, Mr. Felix, it seems things have gotten a bit more interesting around here. Absolutely. You should have seen Lizzie's reaction to the sailor. Such enchantment. Excuse me? Judge, no! Uh, you stay in there. Everything is fine. 
Where are John and Elizabeth? Uh, here I am, Judge. I am sorry to have swept you away from our vows exchange, but we had an important visitor at the door. Oh, that's all right. Who was it? Who was it? Uh oh, it was an encyclopedia salesman. At this hour? I'm surprised you gave him the time of day. Yes, well, we have a thirst for knowledge in this household. Elizabeth is looking at his wares upstairs as we speak. I'll say. <laughs> she should only be a few moments. Won't you have a seat? We'll have a martini. Good? Well, that's fine, I suppose. I'm due at home in an hour for Christmas dinner, so I guess I can stay a few more minutes. Excellent. Felix, do you make a good martini? Do bees buzz? There you are. Two martinis straight up. Three. Four. Back in a jiffy, gentlemen. All set. I think the bath temperature is better now, and the color seems to be coming back to my hand. Oh, good. Oh, maybe I shouldn't bathe him today. It's rather cold. Do they have to be bathed every day? I think so. My sister has two young ones, and they both get daily baths. He's a cute one. Yes, he is. What's his name? His name? Robert. Robert. So, have you spent much time with kids? Oh, yes. Yeah, I visited my sister many times. Really? Would you like me to help with this bath? Oh, well, if you're really careful. <laughs> of course. Come on, Robert. We're going to get along great. Here we go. Now, just let's just get that diaper off and enter the drink. There we are. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say the baby's name was Robert? Yes. Oh, no, no. Roberta. I see. Yes, I must have misheard. There we are. Oh, she loves the bath, doesn't she? Do you have a sponge? Sponge? Uh, we never use one. It isn't sanitary. Oh, it's such a relief to have someone else do this for a change. It gets sort of monotonous bathing him, her, day after day after day. <laughs> well, I envy you that you get to spend time with a wonderful little lady like this. But she doesn't look like you. Does she look like your husband? Good heavens, no. So, how is your cocktail, Judge? Well, let me just say to you, Felix, that in the case of mixing a fine martini, I find you guilty. <laughs> oh, Judge, that is the least of things for which I have been found guilty. <laughs> it's Yardley! Who? Uh, Mr. Yardley, he's the... Yardley is the gardener, our gardener. He must be here to collect his weekly pay. A gardener? It's the dead of winter. There's snow on the ground. Do you have a gardener in your employ? Yes, well, we're very behind on our payments. Excuse me, Judge. How do you do? I'm Alexander Yardley. Yes, yes, how do you do? I'm John Sloan. Is Mrs. Lane in? Mrs. Lane? You mean Mrs. Sloan. I'm Mr. Sloan. Oh, oh, it's Elizabeth Lane's husband. Yes, 
that's... Yes, that's right. Elizabeth Lane's husband. Come in, won't you? Oh, thank you. It was considerate of your wife to ask me. Where is your lovely wife? Oh, she's bathing the baby. I think Mr. Jones is helping her. <laughs> well, now that's what I call real hospitality. Taking the poor lad right into your domestic life. I am deeply touched. Deeply touched. Your wife is a wonderful woman. Thank you. Oh, here's Elizabeth now. Merry Christmas, Mr. Yardley. Merry Christmas, my dear Mrs. Lane, or rather Mrs. Sloan. I've been admiring your charming room. It's exactly as you described it. But, but where's the spinning wheel? The spinning wheel? Oh, yes, the spinning wheel. You wrote about it last month. Yes, it's... Oh, it's out being repaired. You know how antiques are. Oh, 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 yes, of course. But what a delightful room. Oh, such a magnificent fireplace. I like a good, generous fireplace. Makes a room so friendly and warm. Yes, indeed. Yes, I specialize in fireplaces, Mr. Yardley. I will never allow any of my clients to plan a new home without one. But we don't depend entirely on the fireplace to warm the house. No? Oh, no, no. I should say not. No, we have unit heat. Each heating pipe has a triple wall jacket, and all the outside walls are double insulated. Oh, how interesting. Yes, it is, isn't it? Well, here we are, all dressed and ready for chow. Thank you. Mr. Yardley, this is Mr. Jones. Mighty proud to meet you, Commander Jones. Thank you very much, sir. And this is my husband. How do you do? This is a mighty fine baby you have, Mr. Lane. Sloane is the name. I thought you said her name was Roberta. <coughs> oh, I'll take her. I'll have Nora feed her tonight. Speaking of fireplaces, Mr. Yardley, I'd like to show you an ingenious thing I've invented. Come with us, Jones. You can let the women tend to the baby now. Actually, I think I will go to my room and unpack before dinner. Suit yourself. Come along, Mr. Yardley. Lizzie, he looks good on you. Much better than a mink coat. Felix, how I need one of those martinis. No, no, no. One is for the judge and one is for me. You must keep a clear head if you are going to pull off this charade. Uh, hello, Your Honor. All rise. Martini number two is here for you. Thank you very much, but I really need to complete this wedding. Welcome back, Mrs. Lane. I trust you satisfied the man that came to the front door earlier? I'm sorry? Now, where has your husband to be wandered off to? Oh, well... Uh, he's going around back with the gardener. Yes, something about a leaking hose. Oh, so embarrassing. I'm sure he'll be back in a little while. I'm sorry. I can't wait anymore. I have to get home for dinner. Oh, that's too bad. Tell you what. Because I see you, Elizabeth, and John as such a lovely couple, I will come back at a moment's notice to have the honor of making you man and wife. I don't live very far, just a little ways down the road. Just call me. Here's my card. Wonderful. This way, please. Come, come, come. Out the window? Oh, uh, 
A shortcut, eh? Why, why, thank you, Nora. Don't mention it. It's a pleasure. Merry Christmas, Judge. Moth-proof closets, filtered ventilation, and indirect lighting. I've introduced all modern conveniences without sacrificing the traditionals. Splendid, splendid. And I suppose Elizabeth contributed her ideas. Elizabeth? No, no, I should say not. I never allow anyone to interfere with my plans. Such concepts might be a nice feature in your magazine, Mr. Yardley. Yes, perhaps, Sloan, perhaps. Anything to get a leg up on our competition. American Housekeeping, that's our main competitor. They imitate us in all departments. Now they've instituted a Betty Kane column, a complete steal on Elizabeth Lane. Imitation is the sincerest flattery. That's not it at all, no. Betty Kane is going to have a baby. Well, how nice for her. You don't understand. We've got to nip it in the bud. The baby? The magazine. You see, Sloan, last May, our circulation increased by 200,000. Think of it, 200,000 new readers with one issue. Do you know why? I can't imagine. Because your wife had a baby. She did? Uh, I mean, yes, she did. 23 pages of new advertisements, all baby food and baby products. Her fan mail went up 100%. Other new mothers all over the country were interested. That is the key to my success in the magazine field. Human interest, home appeal. Do you follow me? Babies boost circulation. Now Betty Kane is going to have a baby in September. We at Smart Housekeeping can steal their thunder and boost circulation at the same time. Oh? Have another baby, Sloan, have another baby. Mr. Yardley, you realize having babies takes time. Oh, oh take all the time you need. Just have a baby on or before September. Yes, yes, of course. Well, we should return downstairs. Dinner will be ready shortly. And to think that I accomplished all that a mere year after earning my architect's license. Well, <laughs> you certainly have worked hard over your career, Mr. Sloan, but would you say that your most wonderful success is here in this room? Do you mean the minimalist features on the outside wall? Well, no, I was referring to your wife. Yes, but yes, of course. Uh, she is the finest adornment our house could ever have. Thank you, dear. Perhaps one day I shall be more beautiful than Birchwood. Telephone for you, Mr. Sloan. Oh, excuse me. Hello? Oh, hello, Judge. What? Fifteen minutes? Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll arrange everything. Goodbye. Well, I guess it's bedtime. We retire early on the farm. Uh, come along, Elizabeth. John, it's Christmas Eve. The Judge will be here in fifteen minutes. I'm just about ready to turn in. <laughs> Nothing like a good dinner to make a man sleepy. Thank you for your hospitality, Mrs. Sloan. You're welcome, Mr. Jones. I'll just turn out the lights, dear. Good night, everybody. Good night. Judge, come in. Wonderful of you to return this evening. Not at all, Sloan. 
my conscience wouldn't let me rest until you two were married. Good evening, Miss Lane. Good evening. Come along, Elizabeth. We haven't much time. Let's go into the den. It's more private there. What about witnesses? Yes, we must have witnesses. I'll get Felix and Nora. All right, but hurry, hurry. Oh, Mr. Jones, <laughs> you startled me. I'm sorry, I was just making myself a small snack before bed. It's your fault, you know. Your meals are as wonderful as the way you describe them in words. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed your dinner. I'm glad that you're here. Yes, so am I. So am I, Mrs. Sloan. Yes, that that is me. I was just looking for Felix and Nora. Well, they clearly are not here. <laughs> if they were, I imagine I would not have successfully raided the refrigerator. Yes, I imagine that's true. Well, I'll see if Felix is in his quarters next to the barn out back, if you'll excuse me. I'd be happy to walk with you out there. Mr. Jones, I'm more than capable of walking at night across a small field alone, even with it covered in snow. I have lived in this part of the country my entire life. Oh, I don't doubt that. I was just planning on going outside to see the full moon. But I figured I needed someone to show me around that knows the place. Heaven knows I don't want to step on the head of a rake and have it spring up and hit me in the forehead. <laughs> Very well, then. I will guide you through the minefield, Commander. Uh, oh, oh, Your Honor, bad news, I'm afraid. Elizabeth is not feeling well. It might be a bit of the whooping cough that's been going around. I'm afraid we're going to have to postpone the ceremony. Oh, I see. Well, whooping cough certainly is nothing to sneeze at. Um, hmm. uh, yes, we are one step away from sealing off the entire property for fear of massive contagion. Well, then, I, I suppose I should bid you a good evening. I certainly do not want to infringe upon a medical emergency. Judge, I'm sure there is some mistake. I am positive that Elizabeth has the wherewithal and interest in taking part in our nuptials this evening. Won't you give us just a moment while I we appreciate your concern for the sanctity of your imminent nuptials, but I cannot prioritize marriage above the health of the bride. There's always tomorrow. Just think, a Christmas Day ritual is soon to begin. Mr. Sloan, do not worry. I am only a telephone call away. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Yes, Merry Christmas, Judge. I believe we will spot the full moon rising just around the corner of the barn. Hey, what's that over there? That, that must be Makushla. Makushla? Your cow. That's right. You wrote in one of your articles she wouldn't settle down unless you go out and bid her goodnight. I'll help you put her back in the barn. That's very nice of you, but I don't think I... Oh, it's no trouble at all. Oh, what a night. Full moon, shining light on the newly fallen snow, the faint sounds of bells bouncing off eight tiny reindeer, the best Christmas hostess in all of Connecticut, and a cow. <laughs> Here she is. Well, hello, Makushla. Hello, Makushla. 
What prompted you to walk away from a warm barn and out into the cold winter's night, huh? I would never have thought I would say this about a cow, but she is a beautiful creature. Hmm. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, is it not? It is. All right then, Makushla. You've had your fun out in the wilderness. Let's guide you back to your home. What a glorious night. Clear sky, moonlight reflecting off the snow, and... And a cow. <laughs> Do all animals take to you, Mrs. Sloan? Oh, yes. Of course, some more than others. Animals have their likes and dislikes, just like human beings. Mm, yes, they do. Myself, I like most people. Some more than others, of course. Is there anyone you like more than the others at the moment? At this very moment? Definitely. A woman? Yes. And you like her in what way? Well, I... Uh... I admire her very much. I think she is as interesting of a person as I've ever met. That is quite a compliment. Is that as far as it goes? I'm afraid so. You see, she's married. I see. So, what is so interesting about this woman? Does she like animals? Yes. And do animals like her? Oh, of course. Well... Some more than others. Jefferson Jones, are you flirting with me? Oh, no. I wouldn't dare. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I shouldn't be. Oh, don't apologize. I'm flattered. I'm glad. I will say that it's unusual to meet a married woman that embraces the knowledge that she's still attractive to men. But the better question may be, can a married woman still be attracted to men that she finds interesting. Well, I cannot speak for all women, but I'm sure this happens, yes. Perhaps often. I have to say, you are so different from what I expected. I was... Knocked for a loop? Something like that, yes. (laughs) Oh, how nice. But I... I really shouldn't be speaking this way. You're very married and all that. I, but, you know, I find it hard to believe you are married. I find it pretty difficult myself. You don't act as if you're married. I don't feel as if I were married. Really? Must be the moonlight and the snow. And the cow. Oh, where is the cow? You must have dropped the rope. Oh, could be. (laughs) My hands are very cold. They're starting to numb. They are cold. Let's just get you inside. No, it's fine. Uh, We should look for the cow. It's my fault. She's gone AWOL. Uh, Yes, I guess we'd better. There she is. Right next to the barn. That's the barn? I mean, that's the barn! Do you think she got there all by herself? Maybe. There you are, you renegade animal, you. (sighs) She's a thing of beauty. Lovely brown eyes. 
Are you sure? I thought they were gray. Hmm. Now that I look, I suppose you're right. Well, good night, Makushla. Good night, Makushla. Thank you so much for all your help, Jeff. For everything, really. I simply cannot think of a better way to end the evening than on your wonderful farm. It will be a Christmas Eve to remember, I'm sure. I feel the same way. I have to say that it's entirely not what I expected. Not in a thousand years. Funny how things sometimes happen, isn't it? it certainly is. Elizabeth, are you all right? Oh, I feel wonderful, darling. How are you? I thought you'd gone to bed. There are one or two things we have to discuss. Tonight? It's been an upsetting evening. Of all the insane, inconsiderate things to do. Could I help it if the cow got loose? The cow. A fine how do you do. The judge was very annoyed. Oh, was she? Yes. Do you mind? Really, Elizabeth, this is very awkward. Where am I going to sleep tonight? You sleep in your room, and I've put my things in the guest bedroom. Oh, fine. And this is my wedding night. Go to bed, John. But we've got to get these things settled. Go to bed, John. Oh, all right. If you insist. The judge will be here first thing in the morning. Good night, John. Good night. But I shan't sleep a wink. Not a wink. This ends Act One of our show, Christmas in Connecticut. We now pause for station identification. This is WCBS, flagship station of the Columbia Broadcasting Network. The time is 8.30 exactly. Welcome back to Lux Radio Theater and our special holiday production of Christmas in Connecticut. When we left, Elizabeth and Jeff had just begun to realize there might be more between them than just a cow, and John, her fiancé, had begun to suspect the same. We rejoin our friends the next morning with Elizabeth filling Felix in on the events of the previous evening. Because of the cow, what happened then? Nothing. The judge went home. Now I like cows. Oh, Felix, he's wonderful. Oh, sure, they are fine animals. Milk and cream they give, and butter, too, and, and buttermilk. No, no. I mean Mr. Jones. I've never met anyone like him before in my whole life. Oh, Liz, you give me goose pimples. I'll answer it. Good morning. I'm Mrs. Gerzik. Thank you for taking care of our babies while we work. Mrs. Wright told me you took care of her little girl while we work at the factory. Yes, but where's Mrs. Wright and her baby? The one that was here yesterday? Well, she doesn't need to leave her baby today. She's not working. I have to work, so I leave you mine, you see? Yes, but... Thank you so much. He's no trouble at all. His name is Louie. I'm late to the factory. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Felix, this is awful. We have a new baby. And it's a boy. It's life. Sometimes you get girls, sometimes boys. Mrs. Sloan. Oh, here, quick, take the baby. Take him around to the back bedroom. Hurry, Felix, please. 
Hello. Good morning. Merry Christmas. I hope I'm in time to see you flip the flapjacks. I'm sorry? I was told we're having flapjacks for breakfast this morning. And I remember that one story you wrote in our magazine where you wrote about how your flapjacks are so light and fluffy that you can toss them in the air up and out of the pan and flip the flapjacks over all with one twist of your wrist. May I have the honor of watching you flip? I'm sorry, I'm not in a flipping mood this morning. Nora will attend to breakfast. Nora, Mr. Yardley wants to watch you flap. I mean, flip the flapjacks. I don't flip them, I scoop them. Oh, won't you flip just one for me? I have never flipped in my life, and I won't start flipping now for nobody. Elizabeth! Yes? I must go now, if you'll excuse me, please. I've been looking all over for you. The judge is in the study. Let's hurry before anyone sees us. Uh, but John, couldn't we all have breakfast first? Now, no more of this stalling. There you are. If you'll follow me over to the mantel and stand here, please. Now join hands. Where are the witnesses? Mrs. Sloan, uh, oh, oh, well, this looks like a wedding. It does. I, I mean, it is. It's a custom of ours. We were married on Christmas, so we always repeat the ceremony every Christmas. Well, well, what a charming idea. I hope you don't mind my being here. I'm quite a sentimentalist myself. Judge, this is my employer, Mr. Yardley. Excellent. Now all we need is one more witness. Oh, s suppose I get Mr. Jones. No, no, I'll get Felix. No, no, you stay here. I'll get Felix. Felix! Felix! Ah, uh, uh, there you are. You found me. Ali, Ali, oxen free. The judge is here. We need you as a witness. Uh, but, but, Mr. Sloan, something happened. Something terrible. A catastrophe. What is it? The baby, my watch. I gave it to him to play with. He put it in his mouth and... Goodbye watch! Goodbye what? You mean to say the baby swallowed your watch? Good heavens! I must call a doctor. The police, too. It was a gold watch. What's all the commotion in here? This idiot gave the baby his watch and he swallowed it. I'm calling a doctor. Oh, how awful. Oh, don't get excited, Mrs. Sloan. Babies often swallow things like that. Oh, you poor darling. Does your little tummy hurt? Ah. Uh... That's strange. He, he looks different this morning. Wouldn't you look different if you swallowed a watch? But his hair, it's, it's blonde. And, and he has teeth. And, and he talks. Mr. Yardley, this is no time to take inventory. Oh, please go, John. We must keep him quiet. Oh, yes, we certainly do. Uh, Mr. Yardley, please accompany me to the kitchen so that we can call the doctor. Felix, come. Yes, let us retire to the kitchen while Mama Lizzie works her magic on the child. Onward. Yeah, yes, of course. We must contact the doctor immediately. I wouldn't want anything to happen to you, young man. It would ruin the magazine circulation. It wouldn't do the baby no good, neither. <laughs> Most extraordinary thing I ever saw. Hello, Liz. How's our little one faring? 
remarkably well under the circumstances. Oh, Felix, this is awful. Has the doctor arrived yet? No, but the judge went home. The judge? And look, I found my watch. The bambino must have snuck it into my pocket when I wasn't looking. Very clever, young man. Like a pickpocket, only in reverse. Oh, Felix, you did that to stop the wedding. Well, if a cow can do it, I can do it. Oh, Felix, you're wonderful. Moo. Elizabeth, I spoke with the doctor. He said there's only one thing to do. Give the child a good dose of castor oil. John, everything is fine now. Felix found his watch. The baby didn't swallow it after all. Is that right? Must not have been right. Excuse me, is everything all right? Heard a lot of shouting and walking back and forth. The baby swallowed a watch. Swallowed what? Felix's watch. But he gave it back. The baby swallowed that? Everything is hunky-dunky, and it's still ticking. Is she all right? Oh, perfectly fine. Mr. Yardley is in the den. Let's all have breakfast, shall we? Nora's making some lovely pancakes. Yes, the baby prefers less solid food. We'll all meet you down in the kitchen momentarily, Mr. Jones. All right, I will see you there. Where's the judge? She left. Hopefully she'll be back later. Oh, but if you don't get married, then you'll have to wait until next Christmas. That settles it. I'm tired of having my marriage put off. I'm going to tell Mr. Yardley the truth. No, John, please. Well, Felix, that will be the end of me. It's like I always say, when the bag lets out the cat, somebody gets scratched. Mr. Yardley, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. There's something I want to talk to you about, too, Mr. Sloan. Something important. What I have to say, I'm not easily fooled. I know the real from the fraudulent. Exactly. I knew you'd realize. That's why I decided. Those models are yours, of course. Yes. They're splendid. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Those? Yes. I told you about my competitor in the magazine field, American Housekeeping. I'm going to keep ahead of them. I'm starting a new department. But A build-your-own-home section for post-war planning. I need an editor. An honest and dependable man. I know you're the real thing. I know you're busy, but this will pay well. It all sounds very wonderful, Mr. Yardley. Well, you bet it's wonderful. It's the biggest promotion plan in the country. And the tie-up with the Elizabeth Lane feature will put it over. I can see our February cover right now. Beginning this issue, John Sloan, Elizabeth Lane's husband, conducts our new home planning department. And you'll put that on the cover? Right. Now, what is it you wanted to tell me? As a matter of fact... It was almost exactly the same thing. Well, there you are. Great minds think alike. Excuse me, Mr. Yardley. I must tell you that I'm way ahead of you on flapjacks, and I don't know how many more Nora can make. Oh, my apologies, Mr. Jones. Shame on me for leaving you alone in there. And on me for abandoning you as well. Well, then, since we're all reunited, let's have breakfast, shall we? Excuse me a minute. Good morning, Mr. Sloan. Yes? I'm Helen Higginbottom of the Christmas Entertainment Committee of Stanfield. I apologize for interrupting your Christmas morning. Not at all. How do you do? Please come in. 
Mr. Sloan, I understand you have been entertaining Jefferson Jones, the war hero, for Christmas. Is this the young man himself? Yes, that's right. I'm proud to make your acquaintance, Commander. Thank you, ma'am. We are having a community dance this evening at the town hall. The people of Stanfield would consider it a great honor to entertain you, Commander Jones, and your guests. I hope you can all come. Would you consider attending? Well, how about it, Elizabeth? A dance. Do you dance, Mr. Jones? Oh, I get around. I think it would be lovely. Then you may count us in for your dance, Mrs. Higginbottom. All of us. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, I will let you get back to your festivities. I shall see you this evening. And join your hands and circle up page, serve it on the left, and you don't be Mr. Yardley, with the new prefabricated methods and post-war plastics, we shall positively revolutionize home building. Quite right, Sloan, quite right. You see, with the new high-compression plywood, we'll become pioneers. Well, we would indeed. Well, now remember, this whole proposition depends on that other matter I discussed with you. What other matter, Mr. Yardley? We've got to beat American housekeeping to that new baby. Oh, oh, of course, of course. That will be attended to naturally. A progressive architect like myself shall provide you with the highest quality... All four ladies go in... Isn't this lovely? The full moon in the sky and snow as far as the eye can see. And listen, Jeff, do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Perhaps other than the wind whistling through the tree branches above us. Exactly. Not a single taxi blaring its horn. No children clanging garbage cans together. No need to shout out a fifth-story apartment. I, you... You sure do have very specific examples of what not to like about the city, Elizabeth. <laughs> Especially for a woman that's lived so long out here in the country. Well, let's just say that I have a very good memory of things that I dislike and of things that I like very much as well. Yeah, sure is nice here. I'll hate to leave tomorrow. That soon? I'm due back tomorrow night. I'll have to leave early in the morning. Oh, so this is our, your last night here. I had a wonderful time. You've all been very kind to me. Well, tis the season for kindness, is it not? It certainly is. I hope there's some way that I... Oh, well, looks like we've come to the end of the road. Quite literally, huh? Or at least as far as the Higginbottom snowplow dug out for us. Oh, let's keep on walking. But your shoes... They're... Oh, yes, they are sort of inadequate for dashing through a field of snow. I guess I was just letting my imagination run away with me. And why not... Why not feed that imagination? Look over there. It's the Connecticut countryside's version of a taxi tied up against the tree. Absent the blaring horn, of course. Hey, let's have a look. After months at sea, I can't get enough of land animals. She's beautiful, and the sleigh she's pulling, it's right out of a Christmas carol. 
Milady, your carriage. Oh, we couldn't. Oh, it's just parked here. Nobody will mind. Hey, we'll make believe we're going for a ride. I suppose there's no harm in that. Where shall we go? Well, where do you generally go in your dreams? Oh, I don't know. Seems as though my dreams are different every night. What about you? Where do your dreams take... Jeff, the horse is moving! Oh, wasn't tied up. Confound it! Well, where are the raids? Do you know how to make one of these things stop? No. I'm much better at navigating submarines than I am a one-horse open sleigh. You live out here. You've never taken one of these out for a ride? Not hardly. Wait, I think I found something. There you go. Easy now, girl. Look at that. I guess something in your subconscious rose up and gave you the power to pull the brakes on that taxi. Is there anything you can't do, Elizabeth Lane? Oh, you have no idea. But really, I didn't do all that much. The horse seems to be moving all on her own right now, as if she knows where she's taking us. And we can't let the old girl down, can we? I believe this is where we simply sit back and enjoy the ride. Yes. Yes, it is rather festive, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, speaking of marriage... Were we? No. Uh, I guess I was just talking out loud. I've got marriage on my mind these days. So have I. If I wasn't married, what would you say to me right now? Well, first I'd call you Liz, like Felix does. And then what would you say? I... Gosh, I couldn't say anything. The snow, the stars, the runaway horse. It's also overwhelming. It's also lovely. So lovely. You're lovely, too. Oh, go on. No, really, go on. Don't stop. You're making fun of me. No, I'm having fun. I admit that. But believe me, if I'm making fun of anybody, it's Elizabeth Lane. Why? Oh, she's so smart, knows all the answers, gets herself into a mess and hasn't the moral courage to get herself out of it. You're not very happy, are you? Well, I'm as happy as I have any right to be. I think you deserve all the happiness in the world. You do? I think you're wonderful. You do? Maybe we'd better turn back. No, not yet. Okay. May I ask you something, Commander Jeff Jones? Anything. Have... Have you ever kissed a married woman? No. No? No. No. You're not the type. I must say that in some ways I wish I was. Oh, me too. To have the freedom to do what one pleases without a nagging conscience getting in your way. There is some sort of fascination about it, that's for sure. But that isn't the man that you are. That's that. And that's that. Sure is lovely out tonight. Full moon in the sky and snow as far as the eye can see. Mr. Felix? 
Mrs. Nora? I'm going to spend the night at my sister's. Mrs. Gerzig worked overtime tonight, so she's yet to arrive. She just telephoned and said she'll be coming along pretty soon for her baby. Well, I should hope so. I'm running out of kitchen appliances for him to play with. Now the child has been fed and slept a very long time today, so it won't be tired very soon. All I need you to do is hand the child to Mrs. Gerzig when she arrives. Just remember, if there's any crying, you probably will need to put a new diaper on. On Mrs. Gerzig? No, never mind, skip it. Skipping away. Oh, before you go, have you heard anything from Liz and the handsome Commander Jones? No, none of them have returned. I suspect they will return soon because the Higginbottoms do not like guests at their residence past eight o'clock. Understood. In that case, it's a good thing the child did not ingest my watch. <laughs> Fine. Whatever you say, Mr. Felix. I will see you in the morning. All right, Mr. Louie. It is just you and me in this big old farmhouse. What shall be our first act of mischief? Yeah, want to smoke a cigarette? Yeah. No. No, you're no fun. All right, here we go. A quick game of gin rummy, kid? Okay? Great. Now, Louie, cut the deck. Oh, all over the floor. Bad, Louie, bad. No biscuit. Oh, oh, there, there, there. I was just kidding. You can have a biscuit. No? Well, well I'm sure it would taste better than those playing cards you're chewing on. Now, now, what did Nora say about the baby crying? Oh, yes, yes, change the baby. But how am I to know that the baby must be... Mm, oh, boy, yes, Mrs. Nora's a genius to end all geniuses. Louie... You wait right here in this cage Mrs. Nora put together for you. I'll be right back with a new cloth and three clothespins. Two for you and one for me. Woo-wee. What did we feed that child today? We must be exceeding the farm speed limit. Hey, I better drop anchor. Hang on. Good evening, Sheriff. Where do you think you're going? That's what we'd like to know. Stealing my sleigh for a joyride, huh? Oh, we didn't steal it. And that's what you say. You're four miles from where Mr. Hoppier parked it. Look, uh, the horse just walked away with us accidentally. Oh, sure. Tell that to the judge. You mean you're arresting us? That's right, lady. Isn't that wonderful? Both of you, in the car. Mister, really, this is all a big misunderstanding. All right, Hopper. There's your sleigh. You better show up to press charges. Thanks, Sheriff. Don't you worry. The crime rate is going to go down in this part of the country, or my name isn't Alan Harper. Yoo-hoo. It's me, Mrs. Gerzik. I've come for my baby. Hello? Hello? Nora? Mr. Felix? Where is everybody? 
Oh, there you are, my darling baby boy. Look at you, Louie, sitting like a gentleman in your crib with the jack of spades. No, no, Louie, take that out of your mouth, young man. Where are all of your caretakers? Did they leave you to go out Christmas caroling? <laughs> yes, your mama is taking you home now. We will not interrupt anyone's Christmas evening. I will pay tomorrow. Louie, why do they let you roam about the house with no clothing on? Do they want you to catch cold? Let me wrap you up inside my warm coat to protect you, my boy. There, now you are ready, shall we? Well, the lights are still on in the house. Perhaps Elizabeth and Jones were given a ride back by some other party-goers. Yes, yes, quite possibly. Though I don't know why they would want to leave such a fantastic party early. They must have missed the pumpkin pie entirely. Thank heavens you did not, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, good point. <laughs> Say they're slow. Is that one of them walking over to that gray car over there? Uh, no, I think not. That is a single woman carrying a bundled-up coat in her arms. That's not just a coat, Sloan. There's a child inside it, wrapped up tightly. A child? Yes, dear God, Sloan, it's your child! That strange woman is stealing your baby! Oh, no, it's just... Oh, oh right. Uh, come back here, please. Please do not steal our child from us. It's... Oh, well... Look at that. Looks like she's getting away. Don't just stand there, Sloan. Go after her. Right. I'm calling the police. <coughs> Mrs. Lane, Jones, Felix, Nora, is anyone at all here that was supposed to be looking after that child? Yes, give me the police. The, the state troopers, the FBI, quickly. Certainly this is an emergency. A baby has been kidnapped. Of all the horrid things to do to a family, and on Christmas at that, some people have no shame, no remorse. No... Hello, is this the state police? This is Alexander Yardley. Yes, the Alexander Yardley. The smart housekeeping baby has been kidnapped. Well, I don't particularly care what you read in the magazine. We need your help immediately. Send someone out to the Sloan residence in Bethel, Connecticut. Thank you. Uh, you rang, Mr. Yardley. Felix, I don't know where you've been, but the baby has been kidnapped. Kidnapped? Yes. Ah, uh, Mr. Yardley, don't get excited. Everything is hunky-dunky. Are you out of your mind? Everything is most certainly not hunky-dunky. Do you realize what this baby means to my circulation? But there's something that... Don't argue with me! Go find Mrs. Lane. Go down to the Higginbottom farm and bring her back immediately. Maybe she can provide some information about who this criminal could be. Aye, sir. Felix, what in the name Good of... evening, Mr. Sloan. Aha, the keys to the family chariot. You must have read me mind. I must fetch your lovely bride. I shan't be long... Nearly 
nearly dawn and the police have finally arrived. Well, don't just stand there, Sloane. Answer it. Mr. Sloane, we're from the Daily Press. Uh, can we have a description of the baby? Photographs. How old was the baby? He's eight months old. A boy. He has blonde hair and teeth. Blonde hair and teeth? No, no, no. Uh, no blonde hair and no teeth. <sighs> Never mind. I'll give a $25,000 reward for the return of that baby. You can print that. Twenty-five grand? It's the Elizabeth Blaine baby from Smart Housekeeping Magazine. A most famous baby. Where are the parents? The father is here. Sloan! Uh, yes? Uh, uh, that's me, the child's father. Uh, will you give us a story? A story? Well, I'm sure I could. But we prefer to keep our family affairs private. Uh, not to worry, the cavalry has arrived. Felix, were you able to locate Mrs. Lane? I was able and I did, uh, but not at the farm. Oh, I simply cannot wait to see this one. Good evening, Mr. Yardley. John. More like good morning. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank heavens you're here, Sheriff. Mr. Felix here identified your wife and commanded Jones for us. I'm sorry about the arrest, Mr. Sloan. Arrest? If we'd realized who you were, it wouldn't have happened, Mr. Sloan. Mr. Yardley, I have all of my officers currently on the beat looking for the woman you described, and we'll have the extras on the street within the hour. Don't worry. We'll take care of everything. The second you hear news, let me know. I will. Good night, all. Commander? I am sure you are tired after your eventful evening. Perhaps Felix can take you into the kitchen and prepare you a strong cup of coffee. Nora should be arriving soon as well. well I'd much rather stay here. Felix! Uh, it's all right. Don't worry. I will tell you all about the evening over a cup of your finest joe. Fine. I shall retreat to the kitchen. It is my place, after all. Elizabeth, where have you been? The two of you were arrested? One crisis at a time, please. Mrs. Lane, we must speak to you about your baby. What about my baby? Your child has been kidnapped. Our baby, the smart housekeeping baby. Kidnapped? As I came home, I saw a woman in a cloak and hood go out of this house carrying your baby in her arms, hidden inside her coat. Oh, I see. I'm sorry to be the bearer of this news, Mrs. Sloane, but you mustn't collapse now. No, indeed. You must be brave. Tell us, when did you last see the baby? Did you receive a ransom note? Mr. Yardley, a moment alone with my wife, please. John, what is this all about? Fine time for you to be asking what it's all about. Your personal chef Felix took his eyes off the child and Mrs. Gersick came to retrieve her. Yardley saw her taking the baby out of the house, and, well, you now see his reaction. Luckily for you, I prevented the press from printing the truth whilst you've been gallivanting about all night. And the two of you were arrested? That was a simple misunderstanding after an unfortunate excursion with a one-horse hope and sleigh. That belonged to someone else. Not a problem. If this were to become public information, it most certainly would become a problem. I will not have my wife bearing a criminal record. I hardly have a criminal record, and I'm certainly not your wife. Not yet. I'm sorry, Mr. Sloan. Mrs. Sloan, could we speak more of the critical matter at hand? The brutal kidnapping of your child. Oh, that. 
Don't get so excited. Elizabeth? Well, of, of all the heartless, callous, irresponsible women I've ever met in my whole life, you could sit there and tell me not to get excited while your own baby has been kidnapped. Uh, be careful, Mr. Yardley, or you'll have a stroke. This is incredible! This is fantastic! Here, I believed you to be the finest, the most exemplary wife and mother in all of the state Mr. of... Mr. Yardley, if you I... just sit down and calm yourself. Oh, of all the brazen... You have been out all night with this man who is not your husband, Commander Jones, culminating in your arrest, and you return home to hear your child has been kidnapped, only to tell me, your employer, not to get excited! Well, frankly, I... I have found myself very much attracted to Mr. Jones and do not regret a single moment I have spent with him this evening or the last two days, including our time behind bars together. Is that right? So... Your child and your husband no longer mean anything to you. Well, let me tell you something, Mrs. Sloan. If you feel no moral responsibility toward your husband and child, I have a magazine to protect. If you think you can make a mockery of Yardley publications, you're mistaken. My public believes in you. Millions of women in these United States pattern their daily lives after that feature. You will live up to their ideals or my name is not Alexander Yardley. But if you just let me talk a minute, you see, John and I were never married. Never married? So you're topping all of this off by dismissing the sanctity of the institution of marriage? Such blatant immorality! But you don't understand. We meant to get married. We just never got around to it. Yes, it was quite difficult to keep everyone in the same room. Wait, you mean to stand there and tell me that the smart housekeeping baby is... Uh, no, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 Mr. Yardley. I'll have you know that... Oh, it's the door. I will get it, Mr. Sloan. I can't wait to see who it is now. Mrs. Gersig! I'm sorry I missed you last night. I was knee-deep in diaper cloths. But his, not mine. Thank heavens, at last the child has been returned. You'll be rewarded, my good woman. Good morning. Oh, Mr. Felix, it is nice to see that you and Nora have acquired additional help for the day. I come bearing two bundles of joy... Here you are, good sir. <laughs> Two babies? Which one is yours, Mrs. Sloan? Hers? Oh, you make fun. These are our babies. Mrs. Wright's and mine. Nora, sh she takes care of them while we work at the factory. We're on the early shift today. Yes, darling. They will be in good hands as always. Thank you so much. Sorry to drop Louie and Barbara off so quickly, but I must go. Mrs. Wright is waiting in the car. See you this evening. <laughs> will, will someone take this? And this? What are you doing to those babies, Mr. What, what, Yardley? What, what am I doing? Give them to me, the poor little thing. Or you'd better take them upstairs. Indeed, I will do that. There now, there now, the poor things. If it's not asking too much, will you explain? It's all very simple. I have never lived on a farm before. Never lived? On no. And I have no husband and no baby. And she can't cook. No husband. 
No baby? Well, of all the dirty, scoundrelly tricks to play! But, Mr. Yardley, we were only trying to protect the magazine feature for you. Do you realize what you've done? My face will be in all the papers. I'll be the laughingstock of the publishing business. Never in my life. Give me the police. Yes, this is Yardley. Alexander Yardley. It was all a mistake. The Sloan baby's all right. There's been no kidnapping. I tell you, it was all a mistake. Please call off your search, and whatever you do, do not speak to the press about this. Do you understand? I'm a lifelong donor to the FOP, and I will not forget that fact. As for you, young woman, you're fired. I'm going to pack my things. I must get out of this home before my business is further jeopardized. Now see what you've done? Why'd you tell him? I didn't. He, he found out. After all I've done to help, and you have to spoil it all. Where were you last night? Well, we were sitting in a sleigh, and the horse walked off with us. A likely story. First a cow, and then a horse. I don't know what to think. Think the worst. You always do. You're not even sorry for what you've done. No. And I think you're glad it happened. I must say, the way you've been behaving isn't exactly the wife of John Sloan, the eminent architect, should behave. You've disrupted my household. Yes, I have, haven't I? And your little confession to Yardley about the shenanigans you've been pulling has put me in a horrible spot. I cannot afford to incur the enmity of a man like Yardley. Oh no, of course you can't. I must say you're taking this very lightly. What do you want me to do? Weep on your shoulder? More company. No. Felix, allow me. What else can go wrong? I've been through as much as I can stand. Hello. Does Mrs. Elizabeth Lane live here? Everybody lives here. Come in. Why, thank you so much. You have a lovely home, Mr. Lane. Sloan. The name is Sloan. John Sloan. Oh, my apologies. I just assumed you were Elizabeth Lane's husband. Well, actually, I... never mind. What might your name be? I'm Mary. Miss Mary Lee? Oh, yes. Commander Jones's fiancé. Fiancé? That's right. Mr. Yardley told me all about it last night at the Christmas dance. You remember the one where you and Jones disappeared for hours on end? Don't tell me he didn't mention his fiancée. Not during your sleigh ride? Not during all those hours you sat in jail together? No. No, he didn't. So, is he here? Uh, Jeffy, I mean. Oh, yes he is. In fact, he's right up... Mary. What are you doing here? Jeffy, boy! Oh, I'm so glad to see you. How do you feel? Well, just great. I feel great. Oh, my, but it's good to see you. It was so sweet of all of you to have Jeffy Boy out here for Christmas. It was a pleasure. Jeffy Boy has been an excellent guest. Oh, Jeffy, I've got so much to tell you. Mary, why did you come up here at this hour? Well... Mr. Yardley phoned for me to come up as a surprise. 
but I was sort of delayed. Then I took the wrong train and ended up in Bridgeport. I took the milk train back. Oh, it was simply awful. <laughs> there was no diner on it. Well, maybe you'd like some breakfast. Well, thank you. I haven't had a bite since last night. Felix will fix you some. Oh, yes. Follow me to the kitchen, Miss Lee. I have to pack. Elizabeth, if you give me a moment, I, I can explain. We've already had plenty of moments this Christmas, have we not? I have to pack. Go have breakfast with your fiancé, Jeff. I guess I better pack, too. Here you are, a breakfast fit for a queen, the Queen Mary. <laughs> Felix, you are funny even at a time like this. Thank you, Felix. Jeff, he certainly does look good. Yeah, tell me about it. And he's such a good man. Giving, noble. So the papers say. Uh, and to think I've got to break his heart. Yeah, you, you, you've got to what? I'll break his poor little heart. Why must you do that? Well, you see, after he left the hospital, I got married. You got married. Your fiancé goes away and you get married to someone else. I married Sinky. You're not kidding around with Felix. I don't think my nerves can take it. It's true. I married Sinky. You, who is this Stinky? His pal. He was on the raft with Jeffy Boy. She is married. Well, isn't this a kick in your pants? Enjoy your breakfast, Queen Mary. And congratulations. Oh, uh, hi, Felix. Say, would you mind calling me a taxi for the train station? Jeffy Boy... Put down the bag and back away slowly. What's going on? I have news for you. Come, come, come. To the kitchen. Quickly. The fat man and the leech are descending the stairs behind you. I want to have a few words with you, Mr. Yardley. I have nothing more to say, Sloane. She's fired. Oh, not about that. I mean the contract. Our contract. Our contract? Yes, the home planning feature in smart housekeeping. The idea has grown on me. Oh, that. We'll have to see about that, Sloan. As you know, things have changed since our last conversation. Mary, uh, this is something. I'm not sure what to say. I know, Jeffy. I can only imagine what you're feeling right now. I'm imagining it as well. No, I do know what to say. I mean to say, congratulations, Mary. Congratulations from the bottom of my heart to you, to Sink, to your family. I'm not sure I could have lived all those days on that raft without Sink's company. He's a good man. As are you, Jeff. I'm so sorry it didn't work out for us. I, I know you're heartbroken now, but I'm sure that one day you'll meet someone. Don't worry about me. I know someone will come into my life when the time is right. What time is it right now? Listen, I just realized I forgot something in my room. Uh, if you'll excuse me. Of course. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Yardley. 
didn't see there. That, that's fine, Jones. I'm hungry and I wasn't watching where I was going. I must get one more good meal in here before I return home and I'm placed back on a diet of twigs and berries. Felix, what a delightful aroma you have concocted once again in your kitchen. Do I smell kidneys cooking? Cook your own kidneys. I don't cook for somebody that's not nice to my friends. Why, why I've done nothing to your friends, Felix. No, you fired Elizabeth. Well, didn't she make a fool of me? Pish posh. She made you rich is all she did. But all you do is talk, talk, talk about yourself. Sometimes if you shut up, maybe you'll learn something. Now look here, Felix. I'm not an unreasonable man. So then maybe you don't fire Elizabeth. Uh, maybe not. Yes or no? Well, I don't know. After the way she lied to me. For you, she lied. Anyway... She's got another offer. Another offer? Yes. Contract with American Housekeeping. American Housekeeping! Stealing my people. They won't get away with it. I'll outbid them. I'll give her a big raise. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Cross your heart, or I will feed the remaining kidneys to the cow. Yes, 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 of course. Cross my heart. I look forward to many meals together when we return home. You shall have repeat business with Alexander Yardley, I assure you. Any time. Come to Restaurant Felix. No cover charge. Having a nice breakfast, Mr. Yardley? Yes, everything is hunky-dunky. Yes, very hunky-dunky. Excellent. Now, Mr. Yardley, about that contract. Mr. Sloan, your continued association with Elizabeth Lane clearly places a burden on your potential success with smart housekeeping. There will be no continued association with Miss Lane. I'm finished with her. You mean you're not going to marry her? I am not. Well, at this time, there's only one contract that interests me. The Elizabeth Lane contract with Smart Housekeeping. You were perfectly in your right to fire her. <laughs> to fire her? I'm not going to fire her. I'm going to double her salary. Is it? Yardley, I want to have a few words with you. Come in. Miss Lane, I've come to ask you to reconsider leaving my employment. As I remember it, you fired me. I spoke in temper. I want you to stay, with a big raise, of course. A raise? I'll double any offer American housekeeping makes. American housekeeping? Felix told me of their offer. Oh, he did, did he? You don't really want to leave a position that has, that has brought you so much fame, do you? Oh, wouldn't I? I'll even give Sloan that contract. Well, good for him. He's a bore, but, but why not marry him? It would make a great difference to circulation. Husband and wife on the same magazine. I could see the headlines in your next column. My dear husband now joins me in my daily work. Here we are, side by side, fellow workers in the vineyard. You're a great fixer, aren't you? See, if you listen to me, you'll find that I can no, do great... No, you listen to me for a change. Now, Miss Lane... I'm I... tired of being pushed around and told what to do. Tired of writing your damn articles, dancing to everybody else's tune. Tired of being told whom to marry. In short, 
I'm tired. Miss Lane. Oh, get out. You'll regret this. I said get out. Well, I never. Most unreasonable woman I've ever met. She's crazy. Pardon me. It's my turn. What did we miss? Miss? Well, Jones just went in there to speak to that incorrigible friend of yours. What does he think he's going to do, Mr. Felix? I can't say for sure. We better listen to find out. Good idea. Yeah, well, yes, we should do that. Elizabeth? Something I need to tell you. What do you hear, Felix? Uh, not a sound. I wonder what's happening. I can think of a few things. Why did you just kiss me? I changed my type. What do you mean? Turns out I am the type that kisses married women. And you know what? I like it. Well, I don't like it. No? I don't believe you. In fact, I think that if I tried, you'd let me kiss you again. Well, you may very well have another thing coming. Now, don't you come near me. But it's not even possible for you to run away. You're attracted to me, remember? Very much attracted to me, as I recall. Well, you must be forgetting. I'm... Oh, no, no, no. I didn't forget. You're a married woman, but you don't feel like one. It's not fair. There are rules to this game, aren't there? I'm sure there are. You must teach them to me. Well, men who are engaged must... Play the game. Yes. Well, let's play. Well, Felix? They've stopped talking. That's good. Either that or she's knocked him out with a clothes iron. Excuse me? Good heavens! Young lady, you nearly gave me a heart attack. I'm sorry. It's just little old me. Apologies, my dear. I I forgot all about you. I I trust your breakfast was superb? Only like nothing I've ever eaten before. (laughs) The man is a great chef. That is the truth. Won't you join us and wait? What are you waiting for? Only Felix can tell us. Yes, he's much like the play-by-play announcer at the Yankees game. Quiet! I'm hearing movement again. How dare you kiss me a second time when I insisted that you do not come near me? For the life of me, I don't know why I'm even speaking to you. After the way you've deceived me. I deceived you? You're engaged! You're married! That has nothing to do with it. Nor has my engagement. Let me explain. If you take another step toward me, I'll scream. Go ahead. Scream the house down. Perhaps your husband will come to your rescue. I haven't got a husband. You haven't? No. And Felix was telling the truth. Felix told you? Yes. About the plan to show me and Yardley that what I read in your magazine were true to life. About how you don't love John and never wanted to marry him. He told me all that. At the same time, he told me something else I didn't know. Something you also don't know. Turns out, I'm not engaged after all. You're not? She married my shipmate. I was never true love. 
not any more than what you and John had. I, I never felt a fraction for her as I do for you, Elizabeth. In fact, I've never felt this way about any woman ever before. I, I've fallen in love with you, Elizabeth Lane, not for your magazine articles or your home-cooked meals or for how you tend your vegetable garden on your farm, but for the woman that you are, the bright, funny, adventurous, stunning woman that you are. It wrecked me to know that you were already married, but now that I know that you're not and never were, I felt guilted that I was engaged to a woman that I never loved, but now that is all in the past as well. So that is why I'm standing here next to you. I'm as free as a bird. Oh, that's what you think. They've stopped talking. What? Again? Yeah, maybe we should go downstairs and give them a little time. Something tells me they might be in there for a while. It was very kind of you to pay for our taxi ride back to the station, Mr. Yardley. <laughs> yes, well, it was the least I could do. I suppose I was the one who initiated this Christmas holiday away, brought the two of you and the others out here for the benefit of my business, and of course for a creative way to cheat on my diet. I wouldn't <laughs> change any of that for the world. Without you, we wouldn't have met now, would we? Well, I suppose that's true. Kind of makes me a hero, doesn't it? <laughs> Much like yourself, eh, Commander Jones? Aye, Captain. Oh, and Mrs. Lane, Elizabeth. My offer to retain you on my magazine writing staff at double your current salary remains. Even if you don't actually do any of the things you write about, I do like your style. And it really is the only article I read in all of my magazines. Thank you. I will keep that in mind. For now, I'm going to enjoy a bit of a break. Yes, Miss Lane is going to be spending quite a lot of time with this old sea wolf from here on out. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> well, young man, I suppose you know what you're doing. But I warn you, she can't cook. She can't cook? No, I can't cook. Oh, well. Ah, good thing we know a few folks back in the city that know a thing or two about cooking. And who knows, your smart housekeeping magazine sure was inspiring to me as I lay in a hospital bed for days on end. Eh, maybe I'll try my hand at cooking sometime soon. Oh, baby steps, Jones. I hope the two of you will be very happy. Thank you. We appreciate that. Oh, hey, that's our train. We better get going. Until next time, Mr. Yardley. Goodbye. Tickets, please. Thank you. You're in the third car. Here we are. Car three. Up these steps here. Would you like me to carry your bag? I've got it. Thanks. Your carriage, my good gentleman. Why, thank you, milady. Oh, what a Christmas. What a Christmas to remember. This concludes our special holiday production of Christmas in Connecticut. We hope you enjoyed it. In our cast, Elizabeth was played by Cassie Ford. Jeff was played by Dave McEwen. 
John was played by Drew Galino, Felix was played by John Paul Middlesworth, and Alexander Yardley was played by Art Jolie. Also in our cast were Emily Chiola, Corey Rowe, Michelle Kaiser, and Kelly McDaniel. Please tune in for the next installment of the Lux Radio Theater, also known as Odyssey Stage on the Air. Good night.